Yes, indeed. It's the Random Fandom with Brandon. Brandon, we're having more fun than a room of retired rabbis. Obviously, I didn't think of that ahead of time. No. But we're back That's for... very obvious. Is this 75? We're like... 70... 79. We're somewhere in the 70s. We're back for the 70-something <laughs> we'll, time. We'll check it when we upload it. And then we'll re-edit it. No, we won't. Yeah. We're doing this live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, I know. Remember I, I remember that. He was a sex offender, was he not? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Well, so, let's, well they wow, we are getting topical today. And political. All right. Go Pete. ahead, read into that. Yeah. Go well, down a deep rabbit hole on the internet. But what you don't have to read into is what we're going to get into today, because we're just going to give you our feelings. We are having a spoiler-filled discussion about this awesome new show. There's your spoiler. We liked it uh, on Amazon Prime called The Boys. Yeah, it's kind which of which is like sweeping across the nations. Something that hit us by surprise in a sense i mean we had we saw really kind of came out of nowhere several months in advance but it was kind of like what is what this? is it right and it was coming from didn't recognize anybody that, but carl urban yeah, well yeah who rules by the way and it was coming from a comic book that not many people read so it was a surprise Obscure to a lot best. of people at what this was yeah and the, we'll get the into product that they put thing. out really liked it can't and then wait after to discuss that, it with you yeah after that we kind of decided you know what there's a lot going on and we're a little slower with other topics, so this seems like the right time to talk about... Um, yeah, some philosophical gaming discussions. And you might be thinking to yourself, whoa, 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 slow down there, Brandons. I listen to this because I don't have light, to think fun. very much. But you know what? We are going to get a little bit deeper. I mean, if you take our combined years of experience, experiential gaming, we're probably like, my 30 years of gaming, your 30 years of gaming. I, it's mo- I'm more of an expert on this Yeah, as far as hours put into it and years doing it than I am in I know more about else. this than I do most other stuff in my life, you know? And so uh, you I, might be thinking like, well, okay, what are we going to, what, what does that mean? What kind of philosophical gaming discussions? We're going to kind of talk about like the overall culture. We're going to talk about violence. And it's place in, in, yeah, in modern be, times because um, guess what? It's easy to blame video games when there's another mass shooting. Is there something to it? I mean, so I, we're going to talk about that. When we're going to talk my, about some of the esports, Right. Yeah. And then we're going to, do all the other stuff we normally do that entertains you and makes you come back for the 70-somethingth time. Uh, last recording, we were like Little Caesar's Pizza. We were hot and ready. What are we this time? Pizza analogy. analogy. Uh, we're Analogous. very honest. Like oh, the last table. honest pizza? Yeah, we're the last honest podcast. I thought we were going to be like Papa John's. Better ingredients and better podcasts. Brandon fandom. Isn't Papa John's Wait, like I did, the, I just, where the owner's racist? Yeah, so yeah. minus that whole yeah. stigma. We I don't call this Brandon fandom. That's kind of like a shorthand for our podcast. That makes sense. Let's get hey, into as it. We're in grow, okay. As we're growing in popularity, so too are we growing with potential sponsors we need to let you, or real sponsors that you potentially might want to know about. Uh, we've got a lot to let you know about today. So from this point forward, we're going to go commercial free, but we want to let you know about some great products, services, and we're otherwise. this point forward? Because after you, you listen to this. Yeah, it's not this point forward as that we're commercial free if of, you're literally about to go into commercial I realized I botched it. I was hoping you wouldn't call me out on no, it. You I, did. I'm definitely going to cat- call you out on it. But why don't we just get started? You're going to cat- call me out on we've it? We've literally got four sponsors, but we're going to go through Lit- very quickly. So totally. stick with us. Our very first fake sponsor is a company called Shot in the Head. It's a new company. They do professional headshots. They're photographers that do professional headshots, but they're also hitmen. So just be very clear on what you're asking for, okay? From from shot to the head. Got a graduate? Make sure they get what they deserve. <laughs> um, also, hey, uh, are you tired of paying high prices for your sex toys? And who isn't, right? I am, always, yeah. We, we both are, and we're tired Way of too it. too expensive. So there's great news for people like us and you. 
try the Come Again mm-hmm. sex shop. It's where you find all types of used and hopefully washed pleasure products at a huge discount. Savings of up to 69% off. Oh, so Come Again sex shop. Yes. All right, I like Pretty that. Pretty cool. And then uh, our third sponsor today is Fox News. Oh, tell me about it. And not It's not what you're thinking, because we aren't a political podcast. This is a little bit different, a little bit more lighthearted. It's the world's number one trusted news network about foxes. Oh. And the only network featuring Fox Hannity. And what does the Fox News say? Tune in to find out. <laughs> it makes sense, right? It does. And finally, we want to catch up on something that's really cool. It's a resource center for crack addicts who are, well, unfortunately running out of crack. It's called Crack Alakin. So the next time someone asks you, hey, man, what's crack-a-lacking? You can say, well, not me because I went to crack-a-lacking. Beautiful. Beautiful. Time to talk about what we said we were going to talk about. Which is the boys. Should be our topic of the week. Topic of the week. So as we said before, the boys' review discussion is a full spoiler review. It's going to be too hard to talk about it without it. The overall synopsis, if... Uh, it's a revenge story. Well, yeah. Kind of. I mean, it is a revenge story in a situation or in a world where almost like the Justice League, because that's sort of what these characters, these superhero characters are, are modeled after. Yeah, very It's like much if so. the Justice League was just bad people... Owned and propped up by a huge corporation right well they just they they're just looking at profits yeah nothing but profits like any big company like that so in this world of superheroes we've got you know the uh well the superman like the basically near invulnerable homelander homelander asshole yeah but he's like the guy who everybody looks up to he's the face American flag cape, and so I mean, stupid. literally, his name is Homelander. He's he's like if Captain America and Superman banged it out, and probably the hottest gay sex you'll ever see. Ah, and if jealous. if they were to do that and pop out a baby, mm-hmm. it would be Homelander. Yeah, feel you. But like an evil. This, of course, Homelander is is yeah. So what? Pretty evil in this. What Brandon's referring to is Homelander is the head and like anchor of the Seven. Is mm-hmm. if you know or if you've watched it, you know. And then basically every character on the seven is pretty much a generic equivalent Most of them of, uh, except for like maybe one or two is a generic equivalent of someone you can point to whether Marvel or DC, you have Queen Maeve, who's clearly uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. You have Black Noir, who's kind of like a silent Batman. Kinda. Yeah. Masked identity, strong yeah. silent type. Very good. He's a good fighter. Him. And he has these like projectiles Although we see the least from him. I feel like he's going to have to so, do more in season two. I have a great theory about him. We'll come back to him. Good. I'm, I'm gl- glad to hear your theory. I do know that there is a twist with him. And I have a really good theory that I really want to be true about who he is. And I'll well, get to that. Yeah. Um, and then you have your clearly Aquaman slash uh, Submariner uh, in The Deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's really got issues. Great complex character. Uh, very funny guy, too. <laughs> very deep. Wait, we'll, we'll talk more about the characters individually. But anyways, we can go on and on. There's seven of them. Well, I think, no, we can, I mean, let's let's continue with that. Well, because, there's four already. Because we also have and the Flash-like character. Well, okay. Which is not really based on any particular... Uh, he's like the invisible woman. Yeah, sort of. But pervy. But pervy. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, if you had that ability, I mean, you nah, know. I can't say that. I wouldn't be dishonest sometimes. And then there's a guy who can run super fast. Your A-Train, who is clearly A-train, Flash, a.k.a. Flash. Um, what would well, um, Lamplighter, who we never met, he was like a, a pyrotechnics guy. Right. He was the one retired, the allowing uh, Firelight. What's her name? Starlight. 
mm-hmm. to enter and fill his vacancy. Now, who is Starlight? As far as powers go, not specifically model after anyone that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm yeah. sure someone's shouting out the answer. No, it's so obvious, but I don't know. So we get to know these characters pretty darn well. And that's why um, it's important to like kind of get a feel for who they are and how they interact and what their real ulterior motives are. Um, Which all of them, it seems, has alternate And they're all grappling motives. with, even though they're godlike abilities, they're human weaknesses. Like, you know, Queen yeah. Maeve's a drunk. You know, Homelander's got his shit. Um, the, the A-Train's world. becoming a drug addict, you know. Yep. Very cool. Very Translucent cool. to pervert. Yeah. And there's a lot of cover-up going on and a lot of PR. And it's just like, what if this... You know what the, the Vought company reminded me of? It's like if Umbrella, from all the Resident Evil right. stuff, made superheroes. Well, I was thinking that they're very much like Marvel, like yeah. Disney in a way. But yeah. Because Disney owns Marvel. Huge, but in this powerful, case, they are huge also... Marketing. They're, they Not only do they own the superheroes, and then we also find out that they created the superheroes. Yeah, that was a good twist. Um, but they are actually using those same superheroes to make movies about the superheroes. Like, oh, it's just such propaganda. Yeah, exactly. It's great, yeah. But I mean, imagine if Marvel movies were making these movies, but were also like those actual characters, Thor and Iron Man, like were real life superheroes too. I mean, the amount of press that you would get continuously yeah. on that would be off the charts. Oh, it'd that's be entire what that, That's entirely what Vought is funded off of. Yeah. In the show... Vought is looking to get a military contract so that they can use the superheroes as weapons, weaponize as weapons them. to fight overseas, which is a huge driving point to a yeah, lot they of wanna, what's going um, on. Yeah, and they lobby, they they schmaltz with you know schmaltz schmaltz, hmm. uh, you know like rub shoulders with lawmakers and they do lobbies and schmooze schmooze schmaltz is I think like a Jewish fish. <laughs> I don't know what schmaltz is. I was I was like that's can anyone tell me. us. Hit us up on our Twitter at randomfandomwbb. <laughs> yeah, just, just link us the definition of schmaltz. Schmaltz. It's a thing, whether slang or All right. or Merriam-Webster. Yeah, sure. And what else has happened in this story, in and amongst you know Vought really just trying to take over the world and profit, profit, profit? You have a very interesting normal guy, you know, whose father is Simon Pegg, which was oh, a Huey. delight to you see. You mean Huey? Yeah, yeah. Who just. Within the first five minutes, you see the catalyst for I his involvement. I love that, by the way. Oh, my God. That was like heartbreaking and gross and awesome at the same time. Yeah, so he's got this girl that he's obviously kind great of in Robin. love with, Robin. And he, they're just on the street. And just in a quick split second, she bursts completely into no, all this red. No reason. And, and it, everything slows down. And it's it's done really well. Where then he looks over and A Train's like, I gotta keep running. And he and so you find out the A Train just ran literally right through, which is something that I I love that the fact that with all of these superhero movies, but nobody ever talks about what happens if he like just messed up and he crashed into somebody. Yeah, I mean that's a real thing. Like I mean I shouldn't say a real thing because it's about superheroes within the scope of what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's a real question. And so the moment that happened, I was like. Oh damn! That is what would happen if somebody who was super fast just literally ran through somebody. It was cool, and then we go from there. That there's others like him who have been victimized as what they said collateral damage from these superheroes, right? Which was actually kind of something. The one kind of thing I agreed with that DC actually did right. Remember at the end of the the new Superman movie, it was Bruce Wayne who notices 
like all the damage that's happening. He's like something, right. something at least premise wise, that was actually something they did right. And I was kind of thought, oh yeah. So that was an interesting perspective. And then he finds out he's basically being recruited by, by Billy Butcher. Which is an awesome like superhero name. It's just a cool name. Yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, Carl Urban in that role. I always like Carl Urban. He's like one of my sentimental favorites. He's never like a lead guy, but he definitely was lead in this. Well, he, he yeah. He was co-lead at You're best. You're right. He's he's a co-lead in a lot. And then oddly enough, when he does lead something, it makes me think of like Dread. Dread. Yeah, that's pretty much all you like can point to. he's like in a mask. And, and never shows his and face. You never actually see him. So, But he commanded it with his voice. He um, is a damn good actor. He was so good in this. He was. And really I, good. I genuinely empathized, even though I've never had per- my family hurt by superheroes but just for his motivations i really felt empathy for his motivations and his character although he could go a little extreme sometimes especially towards the end when he really kind of felt like he was losing it and he was like but that I guy think with that's what nothing left to lose his but character so good it made it likable even more like well likable but also you you know you have a reason to kind of fear him especially when you're following huey around yeah and huey's almost I mean, I know he kills Translucent, but like he's really like the in- most innocent one out of all of the the group of the boys. Oh, totally. And having him and and Billy Butcher in a car together, it almost kind of raises that feeling of tension, just because you know that Billy Butcher is so uh, on a warpath. Yeah, he's and, a loose. And he's cannon. unpredictable. He's thank you. That's perfect. He's a loose cannon, and so and and it shows in this. There are times where. Billy Butcher comes out and does something that you're like, oh my god, I can't root for that character because what he's done is yeah, just really a little bad. over the line. His interactions with his fellow boys, it's a coin toss. Yeah, you never know if it's going to be for good or bad or where he's going to show up, what he's going to do. One of the things I really liked about this um, this series as a whole is the cast. The cast was so well done. And then just random people showing up like, wait, that person's that person? Like when Haley Joel Osment, I butchered his name, but the kid from The Sixth Sense as oh, yeah. an adult yeah, shows yeah. up as, you know, Mesmer, the mesmerizer yeah. for like an episode and then a half. That was hilarious. And then that one scene where like, you know, you can feel the real of like, oh, what about these washed up superheroes? They're doing Comic-Con panels, you know, they're like reciting Tara Reid was there? <laughs> for no reason. And Billy Zane too from um, freaking yes. Titanic I thought that as was themselves. Hel- I thought that was hilarious. It just that, said Tara Reid. And, and she's just even, like, like sitting there like, She yeah. didn't even have like a superhero no, name. No, she was just like, here's Tara Reid. And that made me laugh my ass off. Yeah, that was really good. And then Seth Rogen showing up in that same episode. Oh yeah. yeah just for a quick minute. a small little cameo. Remember what superhero he played cinematically? That nobody oh, cared the about. Green Hornet. Yeah, good knowledge. Yeah. Um, he should have been promoting that, like Green Hornet too, like <laughs> laughingly. Uh, yeah, just the cast was so well done. Real emotional at times, real goofy at times. It reminded you, me a lot of Kick Ass. You know, when you like, I wasn't sure what yeah. to expect, and all of a sudden, Kick Ass just like, by the way, this is violent and R-rated. But it's funny. But at it's the funny. same time, yeah, and it's like bright. Everything's brightly colored, but yet they're doing horrible shit to each other. And that's really personified by the characters because you've yeah. got like characters like, uh, you know, Frenchie who. Who is surprisingly right a, deep. Right away, you see him, and you're like, this guy's messed up in the head. Yeah, he's and like he the crazy is. arms dealer guy. Yeah, he certainly is messed up in the head. And but, yet. But then you kind of also sympathize with him, and you find out he's kind of one of the guys that has like this a bigger heart. He has then, a heart, yeah, for sure. And then you've got Mother's Milk, which is by the weirdest name. That was the one character I felt like I needed more from. I just didn't get a sense of more like what his motivations were, who he was in the boys. We definitely need to learn more about the boys originally in their first, how many of her runs that led to them disbanding and distrusting each other and right. being at each other's throats. Yeah. Cause you only get a taste. Yeah. Like, little so there's, there's more story to tell there. The they, they almost felt like in a way they told too much story. It's like almost like they gave away too much in this first season of the old way of, 
with too much story of the just in, story in, in, in general in general but like some of okay. the things they jump to like you know um elizabeth shoe's character being now still uh, still well like being gone is like oh i thought that would be like a good twist for like later or you know the reveal of the fact that you know if you had ended this season with the fact that uh vought is injecting babies that could have been like a great place to leave it right there but like i agree with you but i like the way they left it. oh my this okay and i literally texted you last night when i finished it knowing we were going to try to record about today i mean like that ending dot 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 and then I sent you a picture of my dick, and like you didn't respond to either, but I know that you were impressed by both. Well, I, I was, but I was impressed with your ending. Yes. The the rest of it was not impressive. Fair. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I know we're kind of uh, all over the place. going all over the place, but that's, I, that's just, just how we do. The but, show made me feel excited, erratic too. Like, I mean, let's talk about the ending though, because throughout this, I mean, the driving force to this whole thing. The literally the driving force to the whole story is Billy Butcher looking to get revenge on Homelander. He wants to kill the supers, but no more so than does he have a personal beef with Homelander. And well, we're shown why finally because it yeah. took a while for him to reveal his motivations because he's you know the man of intrigue. Even well, though- and, and at the beginning he even says that Homelander is squeaky clean and one of the good ones. Yeah, but I think what he's telling that to to Huey in like episode one or two, specifically just because he I think he doesn't want anybody else to go after homelander but him right i exactly. think is what his motivation is but we soon find out that homelander is pure evil i mean just he evil no pun intended he is a super villain he's diabolical yeah. he is a sociopath but imagine having but is it completely his fault no poor guy really. didn't grow up with the family that, he's creating and a that's lab. the thing is because he's so powerful he couldn't have anybody around him as a kid you know, imagine walking in and just wanting to give him a hug and having no idea if you're going to come out of there alive. He's Brightburn, basically, as an adult. But <laughs> even more powerful. Way better developed of a character, though. So let's let's talk about that ending. The ending. So, so, yeah, he's led to believe this whole time that Homelander raped and either forced his then-wife to kill herself or that he killed her himself. Homelander basically is running the show this whole time. He is puppet master. Um, not only with well, public yes perception, and, yes but this situation. No. I think he has he has like physically all the power, but Vought and Stillwell specifically have found ways to manipulate him. Yeah, through but they're that still afraid of, of him. No, they totally are afraid of him. But like they, she's found ways through sex and that odd like breastfeeding. Oh, thing. that scene was fucking was weird, uncomfortable. But I mean, this is also coming from a guy who never had a mother, right? Never right. felt. Like he could, so that's his one like want and desire. Yeah, that so still so he can't Vought's, fulfill on his own. Yeah, exactly. Vought still had the power, but like it was always towing the edge because all you know, if they just pissed him off, which they did yeah. <laughs> in the end, if they just pissed him off, I mean, he can just take out the entire company, right? Just his ability to frame things, and then like he's built up so much goodwill with the way it's, uh, you know, portrayed on camera and when the everything and all the propaganda that the American public well, world at large is willing to believe them. And same with the airplane thing. Horrible. When the airplane goes down what and it, he could have totally you, saved like, That sh- boiled my blood. Like, what a shit bag. Oh, I know. Yeah. And what, it, what, it, what a sociopath. And by the way... The, and he's just like smiling, lying right to yeah, their faces. The and writing the and directing girl. of that entire scene was, was incredible. Very dramatic. It was incredible. Even for like a goofy, super violent, superhero-based comic show you know it's still like you felt that human emotion just for a second and then you have queen mave basically who's, who's Luke, not a good person but even her even she sees what's even going on even she's like I, this can't happen we have to do something we have to at least try 
Wait, we, we are drifting a little bit. Let's yeah, let's stick to that ending. <laughs> the the main question I have after that ending. So is the baby dead? He saved. He saved. What baby. Remember the baby keeps crying and she keeps asking him to go put the baby oh, away because he's using the baby. Dillwell's ba- baby. Yeah, he's using the baby no, as leverage. I don't, think, I don't think she. I don't think the baby's dead. Okay. Well, actually, so, I don't know. Okay, so if the baby's dead, we have to recognize that it's Billy Butcher who probably killed the baby. Yes. Because he literally set off the explosion in the same room as the baby. He's just like, screw it. I'm going to take myself out. I'm going to try to hurt you, even though he realized it's a futile effort. Once um, Homelander killed Stillwell, very gently, as much as he's a hyper-violent guy, because you saw his lasers cutting people in half in just disgusting ways, and he just like gently burned out her eyes. Um, (laughs) And then once that happened, I I literally, like, I'm not the type to talk out loud, especially because I live at home. No one would be able to respond. I felt myself internally saying, oh shit, like what, what's his play? And he's just like, F it. I'm going to just try to hurt you a little bit. I'm going to inconvenience you for just a second. And then we're led to believe that even after the bomb went off, Homelander swooped him out of there or shield him or something. Right. And I, I kind of want to hope that he did that to the baby as well. I would like to think that it was capable. So they explain two episodes prior after, um, Billy Butcher reveals to Huey what his real beef is, what his motivation is based on the events of that Christmas party because his wife was working for Vought. It's like, nope, you've been lied to and you've been double played by both these people. And you see that look she gives him like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. Because he thinks either she killed herself or, you know, uh, he killed her because the there might have been. About. Yeah, okay, um, I was trying to follow with who you're Ashley, I think her name was or something like that. Um, might have been, I, sounds right. And then, so this whole time, Homelander has her set aside in this protective... I don't... No, home, no, that's not true. No. Homelander did not have... No, Homelander did not have so her he, set aside. he didn't know about her this whole time? No, he didn't. Because... Oh, remember that's he why he was mad at the still doctor? Will... He went to the doctor... Who said that she and, died and during he, childbirth. And, and he's like, giving birth why to his does alien this guy baby? think that I killed her? Because he didn't know anything. See, and I so thought he was doctor, just testing him. I thought no, he was testing him no. and Stillwell this whole time. Like, so, yeah, I know what's going so on. So here's, here's how that... that Okay, you're gonna have to explain. He this goes to, me. to the doctor the, and says, "Why does this guy think I killed his wife? Like, what happened with her?" And he was and instructed he says, by Stillwell. And the doctor says, y- "You, so she came to us pregnant. The baby grew faster than normal. It was a very bad pregnancy. the The baby had powers, clawed its it, way out, and clawed like, its way out, ten minutes killed her, dead. and then drowned in her own, in her blood, which is ugh, chilling, which is gross. Yeah." Then he went to Stillwell, talked to her about it, and then I can't remember, I don't remember what it was, but when, when she was tied up on the couch with the bomb strapped to her, to her at that like kind of near last scene, he says to her, there was inconsistencies in your story, and I went back, and I got the truth from him. So you lied to me before I went to the doctor, and now you're lying to me again, because he said, like, she's yes. like I'm, she apologized a second time for lying to him. Well, yeah, so, so she he went wanted to the to doctor, protect him. and then he went and talked to Stillwell, and then there was an inconsistency. So how do you and know to find the wife? See, what we didn't see was he, he went back to the doctor again and said, I know you're lying to me, and probably tortured him to tell him the truth. See, I didn't get that. Yeah, that's... I thought the whole time he was just waiting for them to tell... He was waiting for them to tell him the truth and that he had access to her the whole time. Cause no. remember how he went right to the kid and he's I, like, hello son. And his eyes light up. So he knew the kid was his. Yeah. Because so my he, the doctor is, just told him that. Why would he go uh, and tell, tell them I'm your, I'm your dad with, if he knew them. Uh, okay. Like, and then, so, so, so at that point, the look on Billy butcher's face, I was just like, okay, so he's hopeless, 
But Homelander, I think for the first time, really messed up. Because you remember Billy Butcher's motivation in going after Stillwell was like, obviously I can't hurt him. He's basically immortal. But just like the old adage, every superhero has a weakness. Someone has a weak point, And his weakness is his connection to this human. And he eliminated that weakness by killing her. But then I thought, oh, now he just outed this. Would Billy Butcher be willing to hurt his own wife to go after Homelander? No. I, I don't think, think so. I think he might because he might feel betrayed. Like you're alive this whole time, you never reached out. But I'm sure there's a reason for that. That's what we don't know. We're right? gonna get to that. Like, but that opened up a whole new. I I genuinely thought, I'm like I could see this being just like a one ser a one season series. You know. Yeah. Kind of like when they were doing Umbrella. Co oh, by the way, this was so much better than Umbrella Academy. Is everything it I was? Yeah. yeah. Not that they were the same, but it was just along those lines. Um. I could have thought, I, I was just going, I was like, oh, I could see this wrapping up and just being like a, a mini series. And then it just opened up with this huge, wide world of possibilities, which yep. I'm really excited to see how this plays out. And this is more drama than your average superhero story. And more violence. Way more violence. Like a different type of violence. Yeah, it's like that kick-ass level of violence where you're just like, whoa, you know. A lot of cursing, a lot of blood, a lot of violence. Yeah, but that uh, ending was A+. plus. That ending was so good. And I was just like heartbroken for him but i'm like i think he found his his way to pathfinder if he's not does not going to go after his own wife the kid the pathfinder? kid or pa <laughs> home playing too much apex legends yeah homelander? no i really haven't actually homelander yeah i think he found his path to homelander and would he be willing to <sighs> f up a kid i don't think that's how it's gonna partially go. of his flesh not really but i don't you know. think that's how it's gonna go i don't oh, think I he's gonna kill his wife or his wife's child to get at homelander yeah but i think that there's but he's he's no compromise at least you know he, yeah he, he's gonna do what it takes to to kill he he's said i want to kill all the soups yeah and i'm i'm that might not that that might not change yeah but like i i just don't think he's going to kill humans like innocent humans i mean Stillwell was different because Stillwell's pretty damn bad yeah um i was surprised when he when he blew himself up with the baby in the room I, because like Billy Butcher is, it, he's one of those uh, anti-heroes, right? He he's a protagonist. He with, felt a lot like Frank Castle, with, which is a yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. He's a protagonist, but like you have a really hard time rooting for him. And the moment he pushed a button to blow himself up with the baby in the room, I was like, all right, this guy lost me. Yeah. And then now we see he's got his his son and or not his son, but Homelander's son, his his wife's kid as well. And his wife's alive, and I'm. I that don't look think, they give each other was was. I just awesome. don't think he's going to go after them, but I think it's going to obviously complicate things Very in much the sense so. where huge wrench is he now going to be so pissed off at Homelander anymore? Because Homelander didn't do the entire thing that he was going after them. So obviously, I don't Homelander know whether like it was rape or consensual him. sex. Whether to be determined, we don't know. But Homelander brought him to his wife which is literally the reason he was going after homelander so it was like the one i mean there's the scale is way tilted but the one redemptive thing homelander kind of did but also I almost felt homelander like it was like a diss it, too like but homelander what I does it because he's got all the physical power in the world and he uses in order to feel powerful he manipulates mm -hmm. but the same way he's been manipulated all his life from vought right. and now he's like Starting to manipulate people himself. Yes. So ending, awesome. I like the fact that they teased how many ever seasons this is going to last. That it's going to take probably all the other supers teaming up to try to stop him. 
because even Maeve is growing weary of him. They teased a fight between him and Starlight. Remember when she's like getting scolded by him and she starts to puff up and he like his eyes light up and he's like, put your hands down, young lady. Like mm-hmm. basically saying, I will destroy you in half right. a second. And the but, deep is useless. <laughs> like, what is I, he gonna I do? love that because like even Family Guy makes fun of like, you know, like Aquaman, like when that, you remember that clip of like girl getting attacked and he's like, hey, come out here and try to do that. Yeah. And he <laughs> yeah. like throws a starfish at her. <laughs> I do love, <laughs> and he's freaking useless. Okay, I, have I do to say, love the dolphin scene. I was, dude, <laughs> so I was just gonna say, funny. I legitimately had a tear in my eye, dude. It was so, so funny, especially funny. when he gets ran over. <laughs> and I knew it was coming too. He's harnessed in the back, and then he slams on the brake. I was like, oh no, they're gonna totally do this in slow mo, and you're gonna see it crash in the windshield. And then he gets hit by a random semi. Just, and that's like right before, right before that, he was talking to the Having dolphin a about like, like with yeah, it. fine, I'll stick my finger in there or something like yeah. that. Like, I can't remember exactly what it was. Humor. But... It's supposed to be like the dolphin's anus. Ah, that's hilarious. Yeah. And then when he's talking to that lobster. Yeah. He was a funny character, even though he was gross and he got everything he deserved. But even I he almost felt bad first, for him. He was the first hero who we saw like do yes. something really bad. And yeah. And that, that set such sudden. a good tone for like, oh, these guys are creeps and they're totally. But then he ends up being like the guy you almost feel bad for. When he basically gets gill raped. Yeah. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. It was that weird. scene was, that was weird. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's, I think we've been talking about this for a while. Can I talk about my theory real quick about Bach Noir? Oh, sure. Two seconds. Sure. Uh, I'd be curious. And one of the char- and it relates to one of the characters we didn't even touch on. It was just a nice development, too. The Kimiko character, the person right. who's been altered as an adult, not a baby. Um, I think it's her brother. Oh. I would like to think that because remember that she says she just wants to get because she's part of that fighting liberation organization and she's a result of Homelander distributing all their uh, V trigger whatever what was it called was that what she was a result of okay yes that's okay. why she's like this weapon and she died and came back to life you know mm. and who killed her Black Noir I think it's gonna be like her brainwashed brother with powers too I would like that to be the case and that would make sense of why he's silent mm-hmm. Because he would have an accent or maybe doesn't speak very good English. She never spoke once. She whispered a few times. I would like to think, and there's history between them. That's I think good, that'd be cool. That's a good point. And what a, what a revelation that would be because all she was said, she wants to get back to her brother and her family. And then it turns out she has to fight her brother and they're on opposite yeah. sides. And her brother tried to kill her. And or did remi- kill her. I remember who he reminded me of. It's Snake Eyes from uh, G.I. Joe. You know, the silent ninja assassin oh, yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like him anyways. That. I can see that. What else you got? Well, no, nothing. Um, good. I... I specifically turned off any spoilers when it was like who is black noir i was like nope i don't want to know i'll wait until season two that's my which is going to be a while but theory i think that's a really good theory i like hearing theories i don't like hearing the for sure answer for sure answer answer <laughs> question okay so overall i mean we both it sounds like we both really liked it dude i was literally I, fiending i was like come on i want to get home and like watch an episode or two okay so you probably liked it a little bit more than me what would you give it on a scale of like say one to ten? Nine point five. Nine point five? All right. I would give it around a nine. You're a nine point five. We so both combined nine point two five. Okay, let's kick into something new now. Oh boy. This is gonna be heavy. But no, we can make it sort of light. We can make it random phantom. Lighthearted style. heaviness. When we were um kind of talking about you know, it's a little bit of a light couple of weeks yeah anything anything we would have to say would be just like speculation at this point so let's talk and we've had this idea to kind of talk about the philosophical questions about gaming and specifically recently a lot of things have come up that that lend themselves to this topic boy howdy for example just recently um there was a 16 year old kid who won three million dollars in a Fortnite tournament which is 
crazy to think that a 16 year old gamer can win three million dollars and then all the people who got like second and third Still also won more a money ton than of money. most of us will make in a lifetime and then there's also the question about violence in video games and their it's impact on society because because that's back in the news i mean it's it's been around since forever yeah. specifically we remember right like mortal Kombat. right that like, was the first real that was a real big coverage. one but now it's back again because of a couple of recent shootings. And then on top of that, we want to talk about, also, th- this is a little bit old, but in 2018, the World Health Organization added gaming disorder to its list of actual diseases. Hmm. And so there's so much going on that we just want to tackle. Yeah, and it's never never changing. Not that it's not changing. It's never going away. Video games aren't going away. No, um, so in how fact, do we... they're only getting bigger. Yeah. And, and their impact is changing. How do we, as a consumer-based society, start to become more aware of video games' place in this world for a multitude of reasons like we just covered and plus so much more? But let's specifically break it down. You and I both recently volunteered our time to do an event where we were taking some kids back to school shopping. Awesome. Every piece of clothing is in target Fortnite basically is Fortnite or minecraft or minecraft but like it's 80 20 like for sure yeah all the kids right are talking about Fortnite. like your kids were talking about it my kids were talking mm-hmm. about it and it really shows you how saturated our kids culture is oh it's roots more deep. so than even us i yeah. mean we're gamers in the water. through and through but there's when there's something like Fortnite, really for lack of a better word penetrating <laughs> Our kids today. <laughs> I should have found come again, a better way to say yeah. that. So here's here's the first question that it's kind of a broad question. Uh-huh. Is the online gaming culture good for video games? And a second part of that question, is the online gaming culture good for society? I will say that no matter what we feel, I think the general answer is going to just be gray and it depends or... Well, there's there's no right or wrong necessarily. This is us just kind of digging deep into what are the causes, what are the solutions, what are the problems. I've and had challenges. such highs and lows on my own. Um, you know, I've called probably like nine year old kids faggots, and I'm not trying to be proud or funny. I've probably like, uh, and yeah. that's not cool. No, if, I, it's if not. I knew some thirty year old dude on the other side of the country was you know, bad-mouthing my kid in a completely anonymous sense, I'd be like, what is your problem? You're, you've got issues, bro. But then I've also literally connected and had meals in a person's house in Texas on a whim because we met in a Gears of War lobby and we kept playing with each other. And it was hmm. actually normal. And they weren't like Craigslist weirdos or rapists or something like right. that. And I still talk to those people, text them on occasion. They're a married couple. So like something beautiful can happen out of it. It's but just, also something ugly. Completely. I like, mean, we've both thrown our controller because we're pissed off at something. Yeah, I put right? holes like, in the wall, you know. Okay. Because yeah, I haven't done that. Just like message boards and the fact that you can say and do horrible things and be a shithead or the online equivalent of now what's called a troll and be completely anonymously protected. Um, it has more of a tendency for the, the ugliness to come out. And that is what you get more so. That's why I stopped playing a game that was, you know, my main staple for almost three years, Overwatch, because it just became so ugly. It brings out the ugliness in people or it shines a light for people's ugliness, which is already there, but it's more of a conduit. it gives them a veil. Like, they can have an anonymity through video games. 
and then you where get, you say things and you, and you do, do not have to be responsible never, for anything. Right, well, I'm going to report you. Guess what? Reporting doesn't do shit. It really doesn't. doesn't. And then the fact that you can rage quit. I can't say to you when we're having a face to face interaction something I would say to you online and then not expect to be accountable for it or have you follow me and be like, "What'd you say to me?" Right. I can just exit the lobby. And so this is an interesting conversation because overall, I feel like the same challenges with gaming are the same challenges that we have with online culture in general. And I don't mean gaming online. I mean like, oh, that's why I like social message media, boards. message boards, anything online. We have gotten so used to, especially the youth, like the, the ones younger than us, the ones going through uh, middle school and high school and college, have grown up completely with social media being the staple of their social circles. Yeah. And I mean, it's made fun of in like South Park, right? Like they're real. They're, the number space. of friends. Yeah. The number of friends online is more important than the number of friends in real life. In your front of you. Yeah. And I feel like gaming culture is also falling to that same issue right there. I feel it. Whereas people don't feel like they're beholden to actually uh, having to be good people online yeah. and that is shitty that is challenging that that creates this toxic culture that i don't see a way out and games have tried right they've tried to do things to curb the toxicity but you can't get rid of it yeah and but you know here, here's a uh, I, I was gonna say one of the things that really would help that you know a solution because we're you know bringing up potential like negatives and problems so where's the solution? Not that we have that to offer per se, but I would say play with your friends. But then it's awkward when one of your friends, aka someone we know in common, who's like one of the most chill people in reality, but when he gets online, he gets ugly. Oh, he gets bad, yeah. And it's like uncomfortable. You're like, yeah, I'm playing with him, but I don't really right. vouch for what he just said. And the blaming. Oh my God. And I just did it today. You know, you did do it today. We're playing on Apex. My yeah. Profile. On your, who cares? They were not listening. But yeah, I, 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 I shamed you know, the other players. And I said, I was the only one that did anything. And that's such like a 10-year-old a mentality. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to, really is. to touch on, though, on the other side of it, because we're talking about a lot of negatives, there is a, a feeling of, you had mentioned this, right? You're like, oh, I got a six kills or something. There is that feeling of success that you get. And it may not have an actual realistic, real-life... Transferability. Um, transferability, yeah. to whereas your successes are shown on a shelf in your room or like you can actually go to work and say, yeah, no, I actually won two games of Apex last night. Like that's, that's not something that people, I mean, maybe among nerd culture Fellow. or some, yeah. yeah. But like, you don't just go to your boss and they say, how was your weekend? You're like, oh, it was great. You know, I got two wins in Apex Legends or something like that. That just doesn't happen. And it makes you look weird if you were to say that. And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Unless you work for EA or something like that. Of course. And they'd be proud. But there is something to say that, I feel like um, there's a quote I love that says, like, time you enjoy wasting is not wasting time. I do like that quote. I know that there's no real implication in what I'm doing if I sit on the couch for hours. Um, but I, I love it. And I, I love that feeling of that, that win where you feel like, I did something well. I'm getting better at this or whatever. Or even if it's not an online game, even if it's just a single player, that feeling of being interactive in a story. And there's not much that can get to that level. Of course, you can watch TV. Of course, you can read books. But gaming is the one thing where you're really, truly interacting with it. Yeah, and because that's something it's still, unique. Even if you're not doing the jumping, even if you're not doing the trigger pulling or the teleporting, you are controlling those that do. So we 
vicariously project a little bit of ourselves onto these avatars on screen, especially if yeah. they have personalities and they're like your favorite or something like that. So, and I, I do want to touch on one more thing there before we move on to the next topic yeah. is there is something to be said about the connections that can be made online. Like there's a guy I, I play with online that I see in real life, but we don't hang out in real life. Yeah. But we will text each other specifically to be like, hey, do you want to play? And that's our way of hanging out. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. it's not better than hanging out in person, but it does work for us, right? Like yeah. that's just our way. It's our comfort, comfortable way. And so there is a social aspect that can't be ignored. No, yeah. Who's to say what social is? Like the it guy has, you met in Texas. Yeah. It has a know? lot of different looks. Oh, when he picked me up from my hotel room, I was just like, oh, please don't be killing me. Please don't, please don't be me. weird. And please me. don't be weird. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the next question, though. Should gaming be considered an eSport? And also, on that same line, should gamers be as popular as, say, sports players, like a football player or baseball player? <laughs> no, never are the answers. Now, why is that? Because as much as being a gamer requires skill, time, and dedication, it still only happens from the hands to the eyes. So, but you're but what you're saying though is that the physical abilities of somebody outweigh their mental maybe capabilities or their strategy capabilities in a video look, game. Look, I just feel like people are so used to sports and they're so used to you know seeing sports athletes as almost like these superhuman gods with their physical abilities that the average person can't have. Mm -hmm. And we really look up to that and we say, yeah, you know what? You deserve 11 million a year because you're really good at throwing a ball. I guess. And I, I feel like that's almost too much. There's no risk with esports, though. Why does there have to be a risk? Why do we want to risk somebody's health or life or their body? Well, I mean, that's just the just nature of what, what it is. It's the nature of what is currently existed for several years look i think they can both exist in their own planes but i would never be like oh did you hear about ninja frank or whatever dumb name like some of these sure. online players have like signed an exclusive deal i i it's like i, I don't care like well, you don't care and i don't know but- these guys by name i just see what they do on the screen i know these guys by name i know the professional athletes i know their story i know where they trained i know where they went to high school i know you know, things about them. If I follow them, their sport, their team or whatever, to me, esport athletes are more just anonymous, you know, but only because you don't follow that. It, the esport culture, it was before, or it's, I'm before it's time. And I just feel like nowadays I, I still like watching, like when they had the overwatch league or the, this new apex uh, right. league that's going, but it's not like appointment viewing for me. You know what I mean? But and for you, I guess for my me. point though, is that yeah, I'm only speaking is as that Brandon. you've got, you've got, 12 year olds, 15 year olds. That oh, that's ha- their new, their new that, form of right. entertainment. And like they, they don't, don't watch TV anymore. They, Everything's on YouTube. Exactly. There's they no more celebrities. Watch... They're streamers now. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. And, and uh, I yeah. think it's more of a sign of this generation and f- going forth. I don't think like guys like us will be like, Oh, did you see what, you know, Siegel did to the Liverpool bandits or something like that? I just like, maybe ah, so, I don't know who but that at is. the same time, I don't follow sports like you do. Right. So you right, really I'm into cool. sports. Well, yeah, because you're a man. Yeah, obviously. I'm obviously not. It's okay. Because I'm not into sports. I'm going to train you. Um, but I I do play video games, and I, I do love equally. video games. Like, if, and if so, there's heaven, I want both of those things to be in there. You know for, what I'm saying? For me, if I was going to watch something, I would be more apt, which I, I currently don't watch either, but I'd be more apt to watch a competitive gaming 
than I would a, a baseball game. That, that's just me. And and it's also... Didn't you play baseball as a kid? Yeah, I, I like playing sports. I do not like watching okay, sports. Okay, that's, that's cool. I respect that. But there are a, there's a huge culture of, of people who they view, they watch Twitch, and that's their entertainment. Twitch is massive right now. It's, it's so crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. People are getting paid so much money to play video games in front of people. And just put their little webcam on and like make and and, and, I and hit their dogs and drink vodka. I think that that's ridiculous. Personally, I think it's ridiculous, but, but it's only because I don't watch it. But I'm I at the same time for every I don't. There's three I do's exactly. Especially like and you said, I with the younger generation, the impact that it has, especially in the younger yeah, generation, it, it's it's nuts. And we've got friends who will watch Twitch regularly more than they'll watch like a, you know, a Netflix or something. And so it's it's also it's with some people. I don't in say our age that range. I disapprove. I just say conceptually to me, it doesn't register. Let's move on to the next question. Can All that we? to say is yeah, I don't know. Okay. 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 Great way to end it. Yeah. Are freemium games, games like Fortnite? We've talked about this before, not necessarily like on the Apex, podcast, but are, is that good for gaming? It's. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just, just different. A, a different way. It's it's marketing. It, it's it's a marketing. Oh, it's very clever. I mean, Fortnite paved the way for all other games to just completely rethink I'm their a strategy. Fan of, with some exceptions, that freemium games are a loop to keep you spending more than you ever would if you were to buy the game straight up. DLC and additions being what they are, that's a separate thing in this mm-hmm. this look at it. I like just, I paid $6 for this, I get this, I know no surprises. If I want more, I can opt for that. I don't like, because it the, it, it tracks, it basically is, freemium games are lures. Do you know what a lure is? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, well, I don't know. You said you don't like being a man, so I don't know if you know how to fish. And lures are designed, they're free, take a bite, yum, yum, yum. You know, and it's colors and lights and the way the light refracts off the water and it attracts your eye. And you know how they get you is all the cosmetics. Ooh, I need that new skin. Right. Ooh, I need that. And you end up spending more than you might possibly. Now you say that. Now that's the idea, right? The idea is yeah, so that you end up spending dangling more. Dangling that carrot. And absolutely, 100%. There are people that will do that. Mm-hmm. But I will also say this. You and I both have play Apex. I play Apex all the time and I have not spent a penny. And I fist bump you for that. Same here. But here's the thing. Don't they deserve some money for making a game that I have If it put, genuinely said, hey, would you... A hundred hours in so if, far? If it came up, hey, would you... Looks like you've been... Like, if you hit, like, level 100 or it tracks you for, like, you know, 50 hours or something like that and it says, hey, it looks... And it sends this little notification. Looks like you've been enjoying this game. Would you care to make a donation so we can further this game for uh-huh. future generations and keep making this great and hopefully eventually get a new map because King's Canyon's getting old? Hi. Uh, I would be like... I would consider it. I really okay, would. But how is that any different from the from because them going? Because they earned my money. Yeah, but but they can get point. your money at any point, and you can I would actually not have, get I would something not have in bought, return for. I it. wouldn't have bought Apex though. I got to tell you, if they said this game is forty bucks out the gate, I wouldn't buy well, it. So, well, see, this is oh, see, I I I absolutely would. I like knowing it. the game as it is, still not a forty dollar game to me. Knowing the game as it is, I would pay sixty bucks for that game. Totally would. Okay. The um. Which is why I feel like they deserve some of my money. So the fact that they're saying, hey, we want to give you this for free. And if you decide to, you can buy these cosmetic things. But oh, it, oh, it, I'm it okay never with that. ends. That's the thing. That's fine. Who, that, I mean, look at something like Fortnite, right? Like 
the I think Fortnite's a little different because they're really appealing to kids, which I have a little bit of an issue with because yeah. because the kids aren't the ones spending the money, right? It's their parents. Yeah. And it's when like, a, once a once a Fortnite kid gets Fortnite is the their, new sugary cereal. Right. With like once the a characters kid gets their the parents' colors. credit card on there, they can kind of just do that. And I do have issues with that. But I don't have issues with them saying, here's a free game. And if you like it enough to go to want your characters to look different and be cool and have different skins for your weapons, then you can purchase that. I think that is fine as long as they're cosmetic. What I don't like is what in EA is bad at this, usually besides Apex, Mm -hmm. is like being a paywall between being a regular player and an exceptional player. Yeah. Like you, you want this weapon, then pay extra money oh, for that. Oh, they did that with a uh, Battlefront. It Battlefront. Was I mean, Battlefront was also a straight up $60 game as well, which was yeah. extra insult, right? Yeah. If if Battlefield was a freemium game and then they were going to say if you want this extra stuff you can buy it, I wouldn't have as much of an issue with it. I feel you. Freemium games are not good or bad, but you just have to know who you are and you have to yeah. make limits, I think, it, it for yourself. It makes it harder to regulate yourself. Yeah. When I was spending the first freemium game I ever really fell for, and actually, you know, I felt like a, a, a what they call a mark in the carny games, you know, like, like oh, this guy's vulnerable. Look for the, and they all radio each other in the county fair. Look for this guy in the black shirt. He'll play your game kind of deal. They call uh-huh. those marks. Hmm. And, uh, I was a mark in the hardest sense, and I fell for it like an idiot for Simpsons Tapped Out. We've I talked love about that this. game. But when I'm spending like $10 additional to my bill so I could just try to get those donuts so I can get Sideshow Bob, what does that do for me then? Then I just want more. And I was like, what am I doing? And even though that yeah, was but, a freemium game and it was yeah. fun, I, I, dude, confession, I spent like $30. I'm like, what am I doing? But I, but I will say, though, that you enjoyed that game. Yeah, but to the point I where it, I was like, okay, I, I need to stop because like, again, it's cyclical because then, oh, you got to get the newest patch, the newest right. update. And it's just, it's never ending. So you've got to draw your line with like, I'm willing to accept this is what I've got. I don't care about the cosmetics in that either. Yeah. I cared about them a lot more in, in Overwatch. Overall, yeah, I'll admit. Because um, there's more, more visibility. There's something about it, yeah. And yeah. there, there are a lot more, more uniqueness. Yeah. yeah. I do not care about that in something like Apex. So yeah. that, I, I will... I don't see myself ever spending a dollar in Apex, which I almost feel bad about because it is like a I great said, if game. They, if they have a online donation box, I might just drop ten. I bucks. mean that that's what that's what the skins are though. Like that's what the gun True. things are. Like you or the box, um, the loot boxes or whatever they call those. They're equivalent, yeah. I mean that's what that is. If you really wanted to drop some money on it, and say thank you, you could buy those. That's the way to do it. Can we spend a few more minutes with one more philosophical wrap up and then yeah, move on. All right, let's let's get into this. Should video games cut back the violent rhetoric for society's sake? And should we as society look to our violent video games and say, you guys are creating a problem, especially after something like these shootings? No more so than the Motion Picture Association of America should. It, I just, I've never understood it. <sighs> Maybe somewhere in an impressionable mind, it's, effed up but that is such the parents jobs that's it's like you know oh i shouldn't have seen horror movies well where were, where were your parents you know right if a kid wants something they're gonna find a way they're gonna go sleep over at bad boy johnny's house who whose mom or parents don't care the kids are always gonna find a way that being said you know there's some r- debate as to whether walmart one of the places where the shootings actually occurred um is actually pulling violent video games from their shelf they've or not. Been, no, but they've been pulling... There's pictures, but they've also flat out denied it too. So whether 
at a, a local level, stores are just going into business for themselves, or as a corporation, it's being handed down. We don't know. Yet this place, as a for example, will still sell guns. It's like, that's the issue. Video games aren't killing people, and yet I cannot deny that there might be somewhere in the universe the type of psychological ability for someone to have an impressionable mind to think there's a detachment and be like, oh, no, just like video games, it's not real. You know, there's no consequence yeah. to this. And I would actually argue sort of on the opposite side is that I actually find video games to be a really good way for me to unwind. Anybody who might even have... Despite some stressful like, online interactions we've talked about. Well, sure. <laughs> but no, that's the, but at the same an time, exception. There could be somebody who might even have a bit of like anger or violence in them and they can play online and they can get it out that way. It's like, I, I know it sounds weird, right? But like if you go to therapy every once in a while, they might be like, you know, you should just punch a pillow. Just yeah. get it out. Oh, completely. And and that's sort of what video games are. And I would almost argue, and I do not have anything to back this up, but I would argue that video games, and we'll never know because you can't prove a negative, mm-hmm. video games have probably helped people relieve that type of stress, that anger. And it allowed them to enter a world that was not their own because if their own world is really screwed up and is painful for them, this gives them a way out. And we'll never know because every single human being is seeing thousands and thousands of things around them that can impact them movies tvs billboards like you name it so there's just so much that can go into it yeah sometimes there's there's just just bright burns and homelanders in the world and they're gonna find a way to do what they feel like they need to do and i just some people just want to watch the world burn yeah so i think we're both in agreement. was that the awesome quote in geek history i feel like that is from something what's that from that's from batman yeah that's right well, that's where we're night, headed. I, I I feel heavy right now, as we kind of so stated Let's before. lighten this up. So yeah, forgive us for getting a little out of our lane, but honestly, video games matter a lot to us. They've mattered to us individually for 30 plus years, and hopefully for another 30. I want to be a gaming grandpa. I don't give a shit. Dude, I, would, I, I actually totally look forward to playing video games with my kids and yeah. my grandkids. Imagine what video games are going to be like. They're going to be like, Grandpa, then. put this headset on. And then you just, it's going to be like Ready Player One. And you're going to be like, what the hell? What has happened to entertainment? Yeah. All right. So let's what wind we do down every time when we end a podcast. For how many episodes we've been doing this for. Is we have we a still don't shadow know. of the synopsis. Yes. Which I have, have for you awesome this week. quote in geek history. Which you have for everybody else I this do. week. Would you allow me to go grab my phone real quick? <laughs> sure. Go do your thing. Pause. We'll pause this and then get back to it. Wow, you're back already. What, you really got your phone super quick. <laughs> B-train. B Powers of editing. Yeah, and uh, I drink your milkshake, you know? I drink it up. Oh, my God. Let that go. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about that fucking movie. Daniel Day-Lewis sure seemed to. This week's Shadow Synopsis is not There Will Be Blood, but it's um, it's something else. Okay. Y'all ready for this in the words of Technotronic? Yes. It's a mythical time of swords and sorceresses and power-hungry Queen Gedrin captures the priestesses who are guarding the talisman, which is a mystical orb that created and can destroy the world. But one of the priestesses manages to escape, and she seeks out her warrior sister to warn her about Gedrin's, Gedrin's plan, whatever one, for world domination. Lord Kalidor, the talisman's keeper, insists on helping this female warrior, even though she rejects the assistance of any man she soon gains respect for Kalidor's fighting prowess as the two team up to take back the talisman and defeat the power hungry evil queen i feel like it's one of two things that i'm thinking of um my guess is going to be is it xena warrior princess is that your official guess yes no it's not is it like she 
No, but really in that vein. What is it then? Do you remember Red Sonia? Not at all. With Brigitte Nielsen, nope. the tall blonde lady, and Arnold Schwarzenegger basically being Conan the Barbarian, but they didn't I call him that. Don't remember it at all. It was awful, just as well. Okay. 1985, Red Sonia. Don't watch it. All right. And if you've watched it, don't rewatch it. Because it's not good? Yeah. It was kind of obscure, even though it had a mainstream it, it appeal. Was... All right, well, now I'm going to give you the awesome quote in geese, in geek history. Geese history, yes. <laughs> it's just a... <laughs> just geese. Make it Canadian geese, too. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Canadian geese do. Uh, we make each other laugh. Are you laughing? Because we, we are. So, th- I'm. you know what? I'm going yeah, to yeah. change my awesome quote in geek history. Oh, no. Because Are you calling it an audible? I'm calling it an audible. Let's because we audible. just we just heard a quote from the Dark Knight, or that I said a quote from the Dark Knight, and I want that to be our awesome quote in geek history. So I'm going to play that right now. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I think anyone who enjoys this podcast should follow us on Twitter at randomfandomwbb. Last time you gave the wrong email address, by the way. Did I? Yeah, so give it the right time. What did I say? You said randomfandom at gmail.com. That's not correct. Why don't you just try something? Randomfandomcast at at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're happy to hear from you. And until you hear from us again, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky.